enlightening, informative, sexy, and fun. Welcome to Looking for Love with your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Dr. Lori will help you find the love you desire and show you how to have more love and passion in your life. Whether you're single, dating, in a relationship, married, or going through a breakup or divorce, Dr. Lori is here to help. This is Looking for Love, and here's your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Welcome. You are listening to Looking for Love. I'm your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Today, we are talking about love, sex, and food, one of our favorite topics, and hubba, I am hubba. That's joined. That's the trifecta, baby. That's the trifecta. By, by Mark Phelan, my co-host. Hello there. It is the trifecta. It is. I mean... Uh, I can't live without any of them. But I you know. think of all three combined. Yeah. And you just make that a little triangle. And you could almost put that on a calendar. Didn't we once have a show called Love, Sex, and Food? If we did, we were brilliant. I think we did. Yeah. For some reason, it didn't go well. or We didn't stick with it. We changed it. We went to sexy no, stuff. No, this is before we started this show. We were talking about topics. No, we actually had a show called Love, Sex, and Food. We did? Yeah. I think we did a few episodes. Remember we went to a restaurant and we recorded ourselves in the restaurant? I think there was some other dude. Oh, you dude. weren't with me. No, you weren't yeah, with me. Yeah, there was I some other it. dude. I did it. I went to a restaurant and Once I again. interviewed people. It was really quite fun. But they do go well together, which is why one of the most popular things to do when you're dating or even in a long-term relationship mm-hmm. is to go out to eat or to have dinner at home, depending on what you're into. But having that evening, although I will say that I don't think it's the ideal date night. You know, we tell couples it's a good thing to have a date night. I like to call it a play date. Mm-hmm. And so the typical thing that people will do is they'll go out to dinner, they'll have this wonderful meal, and then they want to go home and have sex. It's not usually best that way because mm-hmm. we don't necessarily feel like having sex after, we'll say, a big meal. Exactly. But if you do it right, food can be quite sexy and it really can create some desire. I think it's especially true when you do it at home, although we can go to a nice restaurant and enjoy that. Well, and then if you want to splurge a little, there's two words, room service. Right. That is another way to do it. Yeah. But if, if you have the ability to shut everything down, that means the computer, the phones, if you have kids, babysitters, whatever, and you play it out. Foreplay is the appetizer. The entrees, you're going to nibble a little, but you're not going to overindulge until afterwards when you're satiated like a Roman and a Bacchanalian orgy. <laughs> One glass of wine, chewing on crazy. a... Yeah. A chicken leg kind of a thing, but you, you're satiated. So you've built it up and nibbling in food and enjoying it. But you, like you said, there's nothing worse than having a completely full belly. What's the first thing that happens? Your blood starts going to the stomach for digestion. Exactly. And to, instead of Mr. Johnson, you don't want any side trips. You want it going straight down to Mr. Johnson. Yeah. And if you just, you just don't have the energy, it does, it, it just takes up a lot. But I do like the idea of some food as being the mm-hmm. four play, you know, feeding each other, whatever it might be. It could be some oysters or things that we think of as aphrodisiacs. We don't know if they're scientifically proven to be aphrodisiacs. Could be the biggest placebo in the world. Well, yeah, maybe. you think it is. There's some zinc in oysters. I do think it's not so much what it does chemically as much as what it does emotionally. Mm -hmm. When you think about an oyster, for example, is that an aphrodisiac? Well, we do know that the texture of it 
it's pretty it's disgusting. It's not disgusting. It's I don't like them. Kind of sexy, right? It's slimy and it slurps down your throat and and the way that you eat it. I mean, it, it can be quite seductive. It's also the way things look, right? So if we think about what are the things that we think of as aphrodisiac, sometimes it's just the way that they look. Asparagus. It's kind of a phallic thing. Asparagus. <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If an asparagus is phallic, I feel sorry for the recipient. <laughs> There's an old expression we used to use in the military, needle dick the bug fucker. Needle dick. That's what an asparagus is. I'm sorry, there's nothing to brag. If I said, honey, I've got something very seductive for you. I hope it doesn't give you pause to think of other things. And I put a plate of asparagus down and be like, why? Maybe that's not the best example. How about a nice zucchini? Well, that's not very sexy. Go to work on the zucchini and you make yourself a casserole. (laughs) Boom, ba dum, boom. Yeah, not, not very sexy at all. Chocolate? Oh, so well, cho- chocolate, chocolate, a little red wine, a little chocolate. It is. I mean, it just makes you happy, right? Gods. Yeah. So you know, feeding each other maybe a little fruit, maybe a little shellfish. You know, maybe you know, some it just chocolate. in the course of the conversation when you're just sipping wine, listening to music, nibbling on these things, you're taking care of the you know the, the and the, it's oral, right? There's exactly. The essential. primordial urges are for shelter, love, and food, right? Yep. And so you're accomplishing all those in one shot. Then you drag her by the hair into your cave. (laughs) So to speak. Smack the mastodon waiting outside. Bottom line is it creates a level of intimacy because you're satiating yourselves on multiple levels. And you're also waking up your senses. Yeah, exactly. Every sense is being taken care of. Yeah. Sight, smell, touch, flavor, And it's pleasurable. Mm. If you do it right. I mean, look, I think a lot of times we eat without even thinking about it. We're just shoving food down our throat. One of the reasons I think... the obesity epidemic is happening here is because people substitute food for exactly what we're talking about, love and affection and attention. Oh, yeah. It What's, works, though, It's sometimes. one of the few things <laughs> in the world we can give ourselves. Right. We have a desire. We've talked about desire. We want something. Guess what? There's a piece of cake. I can have that now. Satiate that want. Satiate that desire. It's Make comforting. myself feel good for about 20 minutes. Right. And I go, oh, my God. And I did that to myself. I didn't need someone else's approval. And unfortunately, people reinforce that and they do it over and over. It's an and easy over. fix. And then it becomes. Well, it's like a drug. Exactly. You can start jonesing for a piece of cake. I had a cookie this morning. I'm jonesing for it right now. It's the same kind of sensation. You also had a cookie tonight. I saw you eat it. Small cookie. Not that I want to tell. Two small cookie. (laughs) Two small Italiano kind of chocolate. I say that because there's nothing wrong with eating a cookie or even two cookies, but you do want to enjoy it. Exactly. And so when you can enjoy something together, Mm -hmm. and it is maybe a little naughty, because, sure. you know, chocolate is a little bit naughty. And it's so delicious. And it is also kind of sensual, just the way it kind of melts oh. in your mouth. And especially it's, if there's, you know, those bonbons and they have things inside, those creamy I got your fillings. bonbons right here. <laughs> it's good. But, you know, there's also a lot of complications that can come with food. Like we said, eating too much can be one of them. Um, the other one is you're going on a date, for example. It was a common thing to do, even on a first date, is go out to dinner. Mm-hmm. Right? And how does that work? Like, what do you order? Do you pay attention to how much things are going to cost? Who's going to pick up the check? What do you? What does it mean if somebody doesn't? I had a friend who went out on a, a first date, uh, somebody that she had met online, so they didn't know each other. She goes on this date, and she tells me afterwards, I always get to hear the stories, which I love to hear, that when the check came, basically, she she said, oh, here, and she pulled out a 20, and he goes, no, actually, your part is 30. And, cheap, and it, cheap, 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 well, cheap, And that, cheap. that was actually my first response. I went, oh, man, this guy, you know, because I once dated a cheap guy, 
like and I I knew what that was like and generally speaking somebody who is I think male or female cheap you know with their money can also be cheap in other ways mm-hmm. you know in their generosity but actually then I started thinking about it and I thought well maybe this guy had been told that that's what women want women don't want to be treated that way very interesting idea that you just said that and, and this is something I've never experienced being the young man that I am I've been around a bit and it used to be if I asked somebody out I fully expect to pay if someone says no no let me help I would say you know what catch you next time or you can get dessert that kind of thing mm-hmm. That way you follow up. But a friend of mine owns a restaurant. I've been there dozens of times. And I've seen the phenomenon. I've asked servers if this is occurring now. And they say, even couples who are together split the check. It's like two credit cards on every single table. You look around and there's two credit cards on every single table. I'm going, is this something new? Is this considered advanced? Now, I can understand if you split the check, you don't want to have any obligation or whatever. Yeah. But in a situation like your friend, 2020, no, you know what? I'll get it this time. Or, okay, that you're fine. I would not have come back with no no you owe me another 10 bucks yeah it just just doesn't bad move feel good i mean even with my girlfriends you know we were usually it's like no no let me let me let me and and i had a girlfriend who said you know what because we like to go to expensive places we like to go to the theater and we like to go to nice restaurants and we would do that we would go back and forth no it's my turn no you did it last exactly and you know it'd be the whole number and she said you know what let's not do that let's just make an agreement that whatever we do we'll just split it and that way we don't have to to worry about this and it just feels good for both of us whatever our situation is we can just each pay for our own and so we started that and so i've been incorporating that more with some of my friends and it does seem to work better Mm -hmm. You know, it's just maybe somebody yeah. doesn't have as much money as but you I'm, do. You're talking about friends versus dating, though. I'm talking about couples. Right. I mean, it is different. And, and I don't know. Maybe it isn't. And I think it's such an individual thing. So I don't think we can necessarily judge somebody because they pick up a check or they don't. But I do think it's worth having a conversation. Yeah. And maybe it could be something like, I understand that, you know, this can be expensive. Sure. I would like it if you could pick up the tab. It would make me feel taken care of. And I will certainly pick up the tab sometimes too. Or I can take you here or I'll get you next time. I mean, just to have some kind of a conversation about well, it. Well, the bottom line, I think... It's hard for a man, I would imagine. Exactly. And especially in an online scenario, you know what the other person does. You have a good idea Well, about, they tell you what they do. Right. But that's the point. <laughs> right. If if they pull up in the you know, 1971 Ford Pinto, you know you're in trouble. You have other troubles. <laughs> yeah. Or when somebody says, I think of the lobster, and they say, and you say, well, maybe you should think again. You know you're dealing with people, but it's also the the framed within the idea of it's a first date. Right, and I think as Is a it, woman, we want to be sensitive, too. We, I think to order the most expensive thing on the menu without concern if this is yeah. going to be some kind of a hardship for somebody right. that you may never see again. I mean, we, we need to be considerate. Sure. sure. I think there, there's a great deal of common sense involved with it, too. But if you, at least on the first date, I would I would be happy to pick up the de- check. Now, if they say, no, no, I insist. We're going to split it. Okay, fine. But the idea of but saying... But then they need to mean it. Yeah, don't say it if you don't mean it. Of course. I'll ask for the she check. whipped out the $20. I would be happy to reach for the check put it to my side and they said no please can we split it okay fine or I would then say no no why don't you get it the next time if I'm thinking there's a next time now if there isn't I'll say okay let's go ahead and split it <laughs> right you never know if it's a first time. or what I would do if I saw you grab the check and, and put it next to you mm-hmm. 
you know, I would say, oh, thank you very much. Yeah. I would just show appreciation. And I would be, I would have no problem with that. I wouldn't put myself in a position where I'm going to say, okay, let's see. Uh, you had, did you have the iced tea? I'm oh my God. That's okay. the worst. Oh, it's exclusive. Yeah, yeah, somebody whips out, you know, basically a calculator yes. saying, no, this yes. is your part. I mean, it, it can be a turnoff. So I, I do feel for men, I think it is something to discuss. And maybe, you know, people just sort of understand nowadays, no, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. We split it. Sure. But I don't know. I think we all want to feel taken care of and special in some way. And that goes for men and women. Now, if I did it the first time, now the second time it comes around and the check is sitting there, if the person doesn't reach for it or make a comment, then maybe I'm going to wait. Okay, let's see what happens. Because it's you can't just assume, okay, second date's on me too. Really? I mean, who made the date? What was the parameters of it? But not to get too bogged down with the idea of who's paying for it. The whole idea is why we're doing it. And I still think a dinner date's the best because it, first of all, gives you a length of time. Right. There's nothing worse than I see this all the time. People go, that same restaurant my friend goes, there's a near, theaters nearby. People come in and they have half an hour to eat. All of a sudden eat. Now they're going to see a movie. They've had maybe 10 words. Now they're going to sit in a the theater for two hours. If you're lucky, you have something afterwards, but you've spent three and a half, four hours with someone. You've had no conversation. Yeah. So it, a movie date is not so in the first couple of dates. Right. And that's why a dinner date is good because it does give you time. And it is sort of interesting to see what people order. I- I'll tell you, How I don't think eat. I love pasta, but I don't know if I would order that on a first date because, you know, you, you, I don't know, you feel a little bit subconscious. Well, you're sucking on that pasta and then you, <laughs> you get although, tomato sauce in your teeth. No, the tomato sauce on your Could lips. be sexy. And you're looking and going, oh, I would just like to lick that sauce off right now. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. How you eat can be sexy mm-hmm. or not. So that's another thing. Like, one do you have manners? Favorites, Tom Jones. Oh, yeah. There is, there is one of the sexiest scenes ever put on film with two completely clothed people. It's good No stuff. skin was shown. If any of you folks have never seen it. It's a classic. You can Google that puppy and see it on, on, on demand anywhere. Yeah. Tom Jones, Albert Finney, young and strapping in this booksy bosomy hooker woman <laughs> wench she's wench. a wench she's a perfect wench yeah yeah and here's a person that i look at and go Phew. but by the time they finish eating i went oh god and he's done the same thing he's this just swashbuckling vagabond kind of dude and he is being caught up and she knew exactly what she was doing to them and it was fantastic yeah no it's it's definitely sexy and there's a couple other food scenes that you know they tried to do that and i'm thinking even flash dance they were eating lobster do you remember that in flash dance there was a she, brief yeah, scene she She's, was doing it to him yeah she was seducing him with the food yeah and Absolutely. then of course there's then we've talked about this the the infamous nine and a half weeks uh, with the food scene by the refrigerator still never seen not that. as good not as good as Tom Jones, though. That's just classic stuff. Yeah. So how you eat, what you eat, what you, what you talk about. I mean, you and I, I think we would, I would consider myself a foodie. I love food. Mm -hmm. I love to cook. I love looking for all of the best ingredients from doing a dinner party. I want to find the best of everything Mm -hmm. and taking great care and great joy in the choosing all of the food and in the chopping and in the sauteing mm-hmm. and in the stirring. It's a very sensual experience. You just hit the nail on the head. The whole process of being able to do it at home, have a little, open a bottle of wine. and Do it together. You're preparing this together. Here, taste the sauce. Oh, that's fabulous. Try this now. Oh, that's yeah, great. And it is an act of love. And you're doing it together. And then you... Little music. Great little appetizer. You get to enjoy that. 
Maybe you wouldn't even get to the main course anyway <laughs> or until afterwards. You, yes, the main course for dessert. Exactly. I think we should start a new movement, <laughs> main course for dessert, because that's the way to do it. But see, right? no, the real little main, snacks. But the real main course is out of the kitchen. Exactly. That's what we're and saying. And then you come back yes. for the piece de resistance. Right. Then you've worked up an appetite. Oh, you don't yeah. have to worry about overeating. how many times have we had that fabulous post-coital bask in the glow? Just like, ooh, I'm ravenous now. It's the best. Because Better you know, than a cigarette. Oh, yeah. Cigarettes, disgusting. <laughs> but that used to be, right? So people yeah. would smoke a cigarette. But yeah, to be able to, you know, put off dinner, again, maybe have a little snack mm-hmm. and, you know, have some, some wine or some champagne and make love, enjoy yeah. it, relish in it. I mean, really just get into it and then be able to just sit down in bed uh, or at the table, however exactly. you want to do you with get, your yeah. glow, eating and, a meal together. And prepare a, prepare a meal that could be sat, just like room service, I said. Right. Or it's, or it's, you know, it's doing, uh, simmering on yeah. the stove or in the oven Would while you get you're to go back when any kind of clothing you'd like to be in or not, and you can enjoy it in still in the bedroom because maybe you even have another round too, whatever. On a good day. Yeah. Yeah. And if not, that's okay. I mean, that's it's an fabulous. enjoyable evening. And going out is nice. It's nice to be taken care of. It's nice to dress up. So there's some really wonderful things about that. Exploring something mm-hmm. that a new place or a sure. new type of food that you've never had before. They're just different kinds of experiences. Right. But there is something about being at home and creating something together, especially if it's something new that neither one of you have done. And that can be in definite an experience right. together. Yeah. That you two will remember. And- I happen to be a big fan of the Italian cuisine, Italian wine, because oh, yeah. it's, it's the really is the food of amore. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess there's some people who may not enjoy Italian food, but it's pretty wonderful. I want nothing to do with them. And making pasta by hand and, you know, kneading that dough and rolling it out. And whether you're using a, you know, a manual hand crank machine exactly. or using your KitchenAid or whether you're just rolling and cutting, it, it's wonderful. And just that kneading the flour. And, and the, sooner or later, a cannoli will make an appearance. It could, yes. <laughs> there's also the alchemy of it. You mm-hmm. know, being able to take certain ingredients and create something. I recently got into making bread. There's this wonderful documentary on Netflix called Cooked. Oh, it's just fabulous. And if you're into food at all, listeners, go watch Cooked. And there's, it's actually a book and it's by, um, oh, what is his name? Michael, is it Bader? Uh, he's, he wrote, writes a lot of sort of anthropology, history of food kind of books. And it's called Cooked. And there's four different elements, right? There's water, fire, earth, and air. You have all of those four. And when he's talking about air, he talks about bread and sourdough, the original, and creating your own yeast. So I got into that. I started making my own starter dough. It's such an interesting thing. So so to do this dough, basically it's flour and water. That's all it is, flour and water. And if sourdough is gluten-free, right? <laughs> well, he does say that when you are eating bread made this way, sort of a, the, the natural fermented mm. yeast, you don't have the kinds of issues that you have when you eat, we'll say, commercially produced bread. So it's a much healthier way to eat. And this is the way they've been making bread forever. And in every different culture, every culture has a bread. Mm-hmm. And when you do this, uh, it just it's a totally different, different creation that you have a whole totally different product and the interesting thing about creating the sourdough is every day you have to feed it you have to feed this dough and that's what keeps it alive if you don't feed the dough the dough will die 
and to keep it alive and fermenting, which I love because that's a metaphor mm-hmm. for our relationships. Exactly. If we don't feed it, it will die. And you feed it a little bit and it comes to life and it ferments and it creates something very different than flour and water. And his example is you could eat flour if you were to give somebody flour and water. Uh, they would only be able to live on that alone for a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. But when they use that flour and water and create this fermented yeast and then make bread out of it, they could live forever. Wow. Yeah. So it's alchemy. And that's what we're talking about, really. Yeah. What What do you get when you put certain elements together? What do, can you create to have something magical and amazing that you would have never had without putting mm-hmm. these things together or giving it some thought. So food is something I think everyone connects to. It does represent love. It does represent celebration. It is what we do in social activities when we want to celebrate. We we go to food, right? When we want to hang out with people, what's the first thing we suggest? Let's go eat. So there is something about it. And it is a sensual just life giving mm-hmm. force that we need it to survive, sure. but it is also extremely pleasurable. Mm-hmm. And so for people to eat their food mindfully, appreciate really everything about it, to eat to live, but also to experience joy rather than just kind of shoving it in our mouths right. because we have a moment and we have to eat, it can make a difference. I mean, you're talking about difference. it could be an all day kind of thing. You have get up, have a little brunch or coffee it's something and you go to the farmer's market you start picking up ingredients that you're getting that day that you're creating the meal for that later in that evening yeah whatever it's going to be you're going to be doing it together and it can also be a ritual so you have the ritual that every sunday you go to the farmer's market Mm -hmm. together and you pick out the freshest fruits and the freshest vegetables and maybe even the bread that's made there and you pick up whatever it is that you want and that night you create something together from this and it can be a ritual and rituals are really a wonderful thing in a relationship things that you can count on Mm -hmm. things that you look forward to with one another It's, it's shared time just the intimacy of being together, doing something. Yes, yes. And eating is something that we all do. And think about what a relaxing day that would be. Yeah. I mean, between going to the farmer's market, maybe see a movie or something, take a walk on the beach, but you're creating this unbelievable connection and being together. Yeah. Yeah, and the same thing when you're cooking together, mm-hmm. right? Or when you and are And there's exploring. that little titillation because you know probably what's going to be happening later. It's not an expectation, but it's an anticipation of fabulous times. <laughs> well, hopefully. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. There's and, no hopefully about it. Well, look, it, maybe, it, maybe you'll have a wonderful evening of lovemaking, mm-hmm. or maybe you'll just have a wonderful evening that doesn't include lovemaking. And that's important, too. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but you'll it, have a wonderful evening. You'll have a wonderful evening. It's about connection. It's mm. about pleasure. It's about creation. Intimacy. Yeah. Communication. Sensuality. All of those things. And food gives us that. And if you meet somebody, I mean, I've had couples where they'll say, well, yeah, this we're not compatible when it comes to food. Because I love this kind of food. And he hates that. He has to eat the exact same thing every <laughs> single time. There's no, you know, there's no sense of adventure. So I like to go try new places. But no, he wants to go to the same exact place every day. You know, that can be a challenge. Yes. No question about it. But there is some room for growth there. You know, are you willing to figure out a way that you can find 
find other possibilities that maybe it won't be exactly as adventurous as you would like, Mm -hmm. but that you can find places that you could go or you could cook at home home together where you can both enjoy the experience just as much. And there usually are. It's not quite the same when you find somebody who is as interested or sexually, sexually, so that's a the little slip there, because uh, I think it's true, right? Sure. I think if somebody is adventurous in their life and in their food, they're probably going to be more sexually adventurous. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's always nice when we can find somebody that we're compatible in that way. But even if we're not, it doesn't mean that we're not compatible. Well, you just bring up a great point, because even if you have not uh, gone to the next step of that kind of level of intimacy, you find out how open-minded they are. If, say, for instance, you like super spicy food, say Ethiopian or crazy cuisine that I won't go near. But if someone said, let's try it, yeah, I'll give it a try. And I would just walk in. I go in any Hispanic, Latin or or Mexican restaurant. I say, muy gringo, (laughs) no spice. So the bottom line is I'm willing to be open-minded for the experience. Right. Now I'm finding out more about this person. And so now I know maybe the same open-mindedness will be taking place later, too. Versus that rigid, no, I don't like that. No, I don't like that. No, I like a burger. I know a couple, the girl went to Paris with her in-laws. He had to have ham and eggs every day. Not the jambone (laughs) of the French. Had to have actually find American style restaurant and have ham and eggs every day because that's all they ever had. It's like, really? Really? Okay, fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's tragic. (laughs) I know. know. It's the monotony. It's like, come on. Not even a croissant. Um, Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, food can be an adventure. Definitely. It's how you think of it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, not everybody thinks the same way. And again, we all get to make our own choices, but there are possibilities, ways to expand your horizons and think about food in different ways. What does it represent to you? How can you experience food together in a way that is exciting? Maybe it's even taking a cooking class together. Mm which is a really a fun thing and to do. And then everybody benefits because you're creating phenomenal cuisine, food. <laughs> but I remember, literally remember being in France and specifically saying to the concierge, where do you go for dinner? On a nice dinner, where do you go? Yeah, it's such a great I don't thing. want to go anywhere near where the American tourists are. So he referred us to a little place in the left bank called Monsieur Le Pain, which means Mr. Rabbit. <laughs> I mean, like, well, rabbit it tastes, kind of tastes like chicken. <laughs> but the bottom line was that was just the kind of theme of the restaurant. We were the only people in there who did not speak fluent French. Yeah. We were the obvious Americans. Good sign. And I know enough French, especially cuisine words, to be able to order. And we got two or three extra little items came in out of the kitchen. They appreciated so much the fact we were there. Well, you know, the way that they eat in, in other countries is different, too. And to mm-hmm. be experienced the way that they do it is always a good thing to get involved in, in with the locals and follow their customs mm-hmm. and their cultures. You know, when I'm in Italy, it's always getting an aperitivo. You know, yep. at a certain time and then going for a walk and then mm-hmm. having a late dinner, right. which I don't like to do here. But when you're in the other country, it's a fun thing. Oh, to yeah. Do. In, in Spain, you don't eat till 11 o'clock. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the deal because you have the little uh, nap time, the siesta, and then you go out later. It's part of because of the, it's so freaking hot. But I, I still remember back in the, the day working as a bartender and there was an Italian owned restaurant and every Sunday night. The entire family got together for the big family meal, six o'clock, the all extended family. And I just was so envious of that because it was a ritual. The teenage kids didn't bitch and moan. I don't want to do it. They were there. Hello, grandma. Hello. Kissing the cheek, the whole thing. They'd sit down, have a great meal together and say, okay, fine. We'll see you later. And we'll see you next week. It was that bonding experience over food. Yeah, and the, the shared experience, yeah. exactly. The shared experience that means, where do we have it? We have it 
celebration of a birth, the wedding, you know, we eat after a funeral. All these kind of dynamics are still centered around food. Our lives are centered around exactly. food. Exactly. We yeah. can't leave that. Why not turn it into the best possible? Yeah, enjoy every moment of mm. it. Create new experiences with it. And yeah, you know, just expand your horizons. Try exactly. new things. Go to new places. And here in L.A., I know people are listening all over the place. Here in L.A., and I think really every part of our country, there's so many different neighborhoods to explore, ethnic yes. neighborhoods yes. that just have amazing food that you would have never even thought about mm-hmm. to just venture out and go check that out and have an experience. McDonald's, Jack in the Box, <laughs> Burger King, everyone. It's great. Yeah. But the, really, there are. I do think it's everywhere. And the food truck trend, I think, is also pretty much nationwide these days. Yeah. It, it's because there's virtually no overhead. You buy the truck and you don't have to pay a monthly rent. Yeah. My whole deal with food trucks, unfortunately, is it's eh, kind of iffy sometimes. There are the some product. good ones. Oh, there's some yeah. really good ones. but and, it, and just like restaurants, and there's some that aren't so sure. good. Yeah. But you, you mentioned it, the rediscover and reignite that passion and desire. Well, I don't cook. No, she doesn't cook either. Great. Perfect time to learn. Like you said, between YouTube, books, magazines, those oh, kind of yeah. things. Let's do TV. it. TV. There's great. Exactly. Yeah. Let's make a meal together. There's no judgment. This is not better or worse than yours or mine. Oh, you will have some exactly. You'll... learning experiences. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have... And then you laugh and you order in. We're going to take kale and we're going to bake it so it's nice and crispy. And I'll say, poof. Or my favorite is pine nuts. Toasted pine nuts oh, are fantastic. Yeah. What's that smell? Pine nuts. I know. 50 pounds of pine nuts because it's that one. And bread extra, too. That extra two minutes just yeah. like, turns them into rocks. I know. And it's true. Pine nuts are the, the quickest to go, but bread is also mm-hmm. can be problematic. Yeah. But you know, then you have something to laugh about. You exactly. have stories to tell. Again, last last Thanksgiving, experience. I wanted to make a turkey and I wanted to do this thing. And oh, I got so creative. And I, I did research and I did this recipe that included some kind of cheesecloth and soaking it in butter and I don't know what it was, some kind of alcohol and butter and herbs and bitters and who knows, but it was fabulous. And I soaked it in there and put it over the put it over the turkey because you're not supposed to soak it all in. Anyways, the turkey, and I have a picture of it, it was just this black burned mess because I was thinking, well, yeah, there was smoke, but that's because of the situation. Well, ends up the oven was off. I'm going to blame the oven. The oven was off. We laughed. I mean, mm-hmm. we laughed. We picked out little pieces, you know, so there we were able to have a few little bites. Chunks of charcoal. And yeah. And, you know, and it was just, it was a memorable moment and we had lots of sides, thank goodness. And it was fun. So it doesn't have to be perfect. And you do learn along the way. The way I learned how to cook is I decided to come up with a dish that I really loved. And my thing was, and I think this is a good way to do it. Find something that you really love, that you want to learn how to cook. Like if you go to a restaurant, it's a thing that you want to order. So for me, it was French onion soup. It's really hard to find good French onion soup. Mm -hmm. But when you find it, it's amazing. Amazing. So I was going to learn how to make French onion soup. And that's what I did. I tried recipe after recipe. I took bits from one recipe and did it in another recipe. And that was my mission, to learn how to make the best French onion What's soup. What's the cheese on top? Oh, it's got to be Gruyere. Gruyere? Yeah, it has to be. Uh, so, you know, I tried lots of things and I did it. I nailed it. I mastered it. I know it to this day. I can always make just a kick-ass French onion soup. So that was the first thing. I was like, okay, now what do I want to learn how to make? I can 
now make an amazing bouillabaisse or a beef bourguignon. So you just, you take it one recipe at a time and you try and you try until you get it right. And once you get it right, you have it. And you do that recipe by recipe, even if you only have two you have two signature dishes that are mind-blowing. It's a great thing to be able to mm-hmm. make when it is that you want to make it. And that's a fun thing to do. So for maybe you and your partner to find something. So let's make that your action step. Fabulous. So your action step for the day is find a recipe or some type of dish that you love and that your partner loves. Have a conversation about it. Decide together what it is that you want to cook and make that an event. Mm-hmm. Go shopping for the ingredients together. Look but never for the, to be a special occasion. This is just a good day. It's just a Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Or a Wednesday. Uh, but find the best ingredients. Do your research. Know what the best ones are. Take that time together. And this is also learning how to communicate and getting mm-hmm. along. You know, one of you is going to be the sous chef. One of you is going to do the chopping. The other one might do the stirring. And you're going to create this thing together. And by the way, the smells in the house are going to be amazing exactly. too. Incorporate maybe some sexy moments. If you are not in a relationship, do it for yourself. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, it is fabulous to be able to cook a meal for yourself. Outstanding idea. Yeah. But also you could do it with a friend too. Yes. It doesn't, this love, sex and food doesn't always have to be about the sex that comes after the food and the love and the love and the but food. It, yeah, but it is always about love and sometimes it's self-love. Exactly. And so if you spend that time sharing it with a friend, again, you're bonding, you're having laughs, all of a sudden the friend meets somebody, you should meet my friend, you know, whatever it is. Or yeah. you use that as the platform to invite other friends over yes. and then who knows what happens. It's all good, whether it's alone, whether exactly. it's with a friend, whether it's with a romantic partner. But I'll tell you, if you want to attract love in your life, mm-hmm. food is a good way to do it. That's that old expression. The best way to a man's heart is through his stomach. And I attest to that 100%. And I'm going to say a woman's heart too. We yeah. like a man who can cook too. Yep. It's sexy. And there's nothing better than having somebody cook a meal for you. So that is your action step. Cook a meal. Do it alone. Do it together. Do it from a place sure. of love and joy. Enjoy the moment. Do it mindfully. Experience everything there is to experience about it. Maybe it'll take more than one time to master that dish that you love so much. Go for it. Make that a focus. I think you're going to find it to be a really enjoyable experience alone or with someone you love. And regardless, even if it's alone, it is with someone you love. Bon appetito. Bon appetito. So thank you all for listening. We do appreciate always you listening to us. And we definitely want to hear from you. Please write us. Go to my website at drlauriebuckley.com and you can send me an email through there. Let me know. Let Mark know how you're doing. We want to hear about your recipes and how that went. Recipe for love. Yeah, we like hearing about those things and any kind of experiences that you had and your questions are always welcome as well. So we will be talking to you next week. Thanks everyone. Bye. Bye.